Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, we think we've hit the trifecta this morning with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Is it possible, Vaughn? Have we? Well, we got snow, Surrey policing, and the fast ferries. What else can we ask for? (laughs) Right? (laughs) So let's start with the snow. I believe you told us just a few days ago it never snows in Victoria. Yes. I mean, I haven't been covering provincial politics for 40 years without having learned the art of clarifying the context of my remarks. What I meant to say to you was that it was not actually snowing at that moment outside my house. Was I not specific enough? I apologize could not begin to speak for the rest of the capital region or indeed discuss future events. So there you go. Oh, yes, it did snow bad. here. It snowed at my house yesterday in Victoria. Uh, believe it or not, the snow has all disappeared. And damned if I know where it went because it was cold last night. It was blowing snow around my house. But perhaps it's all blown off to some other more godforsaken <laughs> part of the capital region. Yeah. I know there's a lot of snow because uh, I've seen the online reports, um, there's snow in Malahat, there's snow out towards Souk, uh, worries about uh, getting around in the capital region today because uh, Victoria residents are no better at driving in the snow than anyone in Vancouver, that we might even be worse. Well, that's reassuring. Okay, let's do let's do the uh, Surrey Police Service issue too, because th- th- this is the story <laughs> that just when we, it's like the Godfather 3, right? Just when we think we're out, it pulls yeah. us back in. Yeah, no, and, and like The Godfather 3, I think it was a mistake to do a sequel. So uh, here we go. <laughs> Good one. Uh, here we go. So, uh, you know, has Brenda Luck finally gone too far? So Surrey, uh, the Surrey Police Service press conference yesterday said we hired 10 new officers staffing up the force because by provincial edict, they are going to be the only police force in Surrey before long. So they're staffing up and Surrey's refusing to pay them. So the union, to its credit, has stepped in paying these officers so we don't lose them. But I think there was understandable exasperation by Premier David Eby yesterday and Mike Farnworth. Look, you can disagree with some of what they've done here, but they're right. This crosses the line. It's one thing to pick a political fight with the provincial government and and take out billboards and criticize the government. And, you know, the New Democrats, as the Premier said, he's not happy with that, but that's, uh, that's politics. But uh, this crosses the line. Uh, this is a terribly shabby way to treat officers who, after all, want to serve the public in Surrey. And the union, to its credit, is paying them, uh, looking for some kind of statement from Surrey. So far, we've got uh, the uh, mayor's hired gun, Peter German, saying, well, uh, the Surrey Police Services is over budget. How would they we went ahead and hire these people anyway. How would we know that, though? Brenda well, Locke is... refuses to put the numbers out there, so yeah. this is impossible uh-huh. to verify. Yeah. So, uh, interesting you bring up the budget. So... Mike Farmer stepped in, got rid of the Surrey Police Board, and appointed an administrator, Mike Sayre. Uh, 
Sayre put together a budget and he presented it to Surrey Council on November the 30th. Um, near as I can tell, it's not been made public, and indeed it doesn't look like it's ever been leaked even, which surprises me, but anyway, there you go. Uh, the official word is that the administrator is giving Surrey Council until March the 1st to get back on it, to suggest changes, to work it out. <clears throat> the province, uh, Provincial Director of Policing Services, Simi has the power to impose the budget on Surrey come May 15th, but not surprisingly, the province would sooner not do that. They'd like to work it out. Uh, I haven't seen an update since December on what council is actually doing with the budget, if anything, but Peter German said yesterday, he said his reading of the situation is that Surrey Police Services are now, I don't know, $75 million over budget. Uh, Simi, if you've been following this one, and I know you have the numbers being thrown around out know. there yeah. in Surrey about what this is going to cost and how long it's going to take. And all that. That's one of the biggest problems here. We do not have an independent audit yet of the budget numbers out there. And that's why it's very hard to say how much is this going to cost Surrey? The province says it's put up $150 million to ease the transition. The mayor says on her billboards, which ratepayers are paying for out there, uh, now it'll be $464 million. So that's a bit of a gap. It sounds to me like a job for an independent auditor, but there isn't one available at the moment. Yeah, it's really hard to see what the mayor is talking about here without actually them putting out the numbers. Like they're just throwing yeah. numbers out there. And they're, it seems like they're different every time they say them too. Uh, yes. Right? Yes. Like we yeah, haven't gotten any consistency on that front. No, no so, you know, uh, in our business, we talk about the gift that keeps on giving uh, yeah. for us. Here we are talking about it again. I... You know, I don't envy Surrey ratepayers trying to make sense out of this, and I, I'm not gloating at their expense, but this is one festering political dispute, and lurking in the background is a sneaking suspicion that Brenda Locke is mainly trying to make sure that when the bills finally come in for this, Mike Farnworth and the New Democrats get stuck with the political fallout, not her. It's provincial election year. Who knows? Right. She may be right, although I think she played her cards very badly treating would-be recruits or recruits to the Surrey Policing Service yeah. so shabbily. They should not be ground up in what is a political battle between two levels of government. Right, we're chatting with Vaughn Palmer this morning. And Vaughn, i got to tell you, there's some stories I think, oh, they're gone for good and we'll never talk about them again. This this one I had put in that category until now we're talking about the fast ferries again? Yeah, the ghost ships of British Columbia, except they're in Egypt at the moment. So I check into my email yesterday and the first thing I get is an email from David Hahn, the former CEO of BC Ferries, directed to me and to Keith Baldry, who both covered the fast ferry story. And he says, in case you did not see, <laughs> and it's a Facebook posting, and what it says is, uh, hey, uh, the, the fast ferries are available, they're on the market, and you can pick up the three of them for a mere $15 million. Turns out they're tied up on the waterfront in Egypt, of all places. Uh, the Egyptian government is fed up with them and is thinking of scrapping them. And a North Vancouver shipbroker, Rob Arthurs, is saying, hey, you know, it'd be a shame 
if these ships were scrapped and thrown away because they still have a useful life. And so let's make an offer. He's been contracted to the Egyptian government to try to line up a buyer. Um, there's uh, the Facebook page has uh, pictures of the ships. Uh, looking at some of them, I mean, they, they look remarkably like they used to when we toured them and they were put into service. So it's been 30 years since Glenn Clark as premier announced the project. It's been 25 years since the project failed and the ships were first put up for sale here in British Columbia. But uh, hey, you can pick them up for $15 million. Such a deal. They cost BC taxpayers $460 million in 1990 dollars. So there you go. What a bargain. I have been looking at the pictures of them and you're right. They do seem like a bit of a time capsule. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that sort of, I, I still have one of my favorite souvenirs actually, which is given to me by none other than John Horgan, is, um, you know, the pirate pack thing on BC ferries? Of course. Well, they they had a fast ferries, fold it together fast ferry that was going to be on sale to children on the fast ferries. And when they decided to dump the fast ferries, the government ended up with a lot of fast ferry regalia, fast ferry hats and fast ferry t-shirts and fast ferry, fold it together, build your own fast ferry out of cardboard. And Horgan handed those out to journalists as he left Victoria with the NDP government at the, uh, well, what, 2001? And I still treasure that That's as so a souvenir, um, <laughs> along with my jar of the sediment bedrock underneath the Site C Dam. I mean, you need to keep these things uh, for historical purposes. And maybe, maybe, Simi, here's a segue. Maybe that's what should happen with the fast ferries, you know? Uh, I mean, the Provincial muse Museum needs a build-over, and you could put one of them beside the mammoth or in the front courtyard. Uh, after all, you know, British Columbians would certainly want to see one. It's sobering to think that these artifacts of our political history would be gone forever, sent to the scrapyard. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> I can't I'll imagine you, some people might not want to be hearing about these oh, fast ferries. Man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think uh, the chair of the board at BC Ferries, Joy McPhail, will be taking calls on this possibility today. Uh, she was the cabinet minister in the NDP government who inherited this mess under Premier Ujjal Dosanjh, so two premiers after Glenn Clark, and she was the one who had to face up to the fact that they weren't working for BC Waters. Uh, only two were in service. The third one had never been put into service. And she was the one who bit the bullet and said, all right, we're going to get rid of them. Uh, she called for bids on them. Uh, the deal didn't close while the NDP were in office. The Liberals, uh, the deal didn't work out. The Liberals put them up for auction. The company that actually built them here in BC, the Washington Group, bought them for 20 million. They thought of trying to make them work in BC. They concluded they wouldn't work. Eventually ended up in the hands of a company in one of the United Arab Emirates. They thought of trying to put them into service in the Middle East. That didn't work. Uh, they're tied up on the Egyptian waterfront. Uh, apparently they would make nifty um, luxury yachts, if you were willing to spend the money to, you know, clean out the car decks and put everything in. 
whether or not there are any Russian oligarchs out there interested <laughs> in that transaction, uh, the aluminum hulls and so forth, and the catamarans, I guess we'll see. Or maybe the next time you and I do this story, it will be about the BC ferries, the fast ferries going to the scrapyard. Finally. Uh, you know, Who knows they- what all that aluminum would fetch? Maybe they'll end up being made into beer cans. <laughs> You know, I get that they weren't worthwhile as ships, but in terms of the political value of the fast ferries, Vaughn, I would say they far (laughs) exceeded what the price tag is. Yeah, you know, so after they're taken out of service here and then put up for auction, they were tied up on the North Vancouver waterfront. And I recall at least two provincial elections whereby an amazing coincidence, Gordon Campbell gave us a boat tour of the Vancouver Harbor for some mysterious reason, and you would sail by the fast ferries as a reminder Hilarious. of the previous government's <laughs> legacy. So, uh, you know, yes, they have, they have certainly delivered the goods in, uh, to people like me, uh, and uh, they have also delivered the goods to uh, government critics and as you say, the amazing thing is that they are still around. Yeah, uh, maybe the NDP should have bought them for fifteen million dollars and when scrapped they were on them on the market so and sent them to the scrap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what they should have done. Vaughn, thank you. Bye, bye. That is Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun.